0: Welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. My name is Kyle, and I got my co-host here, Mm -hmm. Eli. Good day here in Central Oregon. Beautiful weather. Starting to warm up for us, which is nice. Um, We got someone very special on our podcast. Might I add, probably one of the best names in the name dictionary. Here we go. (laughs) We got Mr. Kyle Brady um, on our podcast today, he's a Google Discover optimization consultant and founder of a really sweet RV camping niche website called Driving and Vibin'. Ooh. Really sweet website. Him and his wife, they ditched the 95 grind to become full-time RVers. Sounds like the yep. process. He became an expert at amplifying content to increase brand awareness and revenue. He's here today to share his secrets. Ooh. Mr. Brady, All welcome right. to the Biz Bros Podcast.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me here today. Uh, I'm always excited to share the stage with someone else named Kyle and uh, you know, talk a little bit about Google Discover optimization.
0: Love it, man. You know, Eli, you can take a yep, step. Uh, out. <laughs> the yeah. Oh, oh, man.
2: Well, cool. Well, excited to have you here.
1: Um, Kyle, before we jump off, what is Mountain Standard? What is that? What is that hat? Oh, it is actually—it's just a uh, business out in Denver, and I've grown to love these hats so much. They're the really cheap type of trucker hat that is made of foam and you know mesh.
2: Yeah, love it. Very cool. Mountain and it's just Standard. a hat brand, or do they? Is it uh, San Francisco? Outdoor or?
1: clothing. Yeah. Cool. I I can
2: can see rocking that Yeah, I just—I I, I saw it. It's yeah, cool. that's mm-hmm. awesome. Well, cool. <laughs> Well, we are excited for the show. Um, as we kind of, before we dive into the topic, we'd love to learn a little bit more about your background. Kyle alluded to some of that nine to five, getting away from that. Tell us a little bit more about that. And uh, and then we'll we'll jump in after that.
1: Totally. So like about six years ago, my wife and I decided to ditch the grind. At the time I was a full-time musician and she was in the service industry. And, uh, our friends took a month long trip out west. We thought that was awesome and we thought, well, that's something we want to do, but a year sounds a little bit better to us. So yeah. we saved up for a year and really found out a way that we could hit the road full time and it ended up being a 5 year journey for us. Wow. When we yeah, when we launched, we did what every other traveler does, you know, have a website. Mm-hmm. And we have no blogging skills at that point, you know, no publishing skills at that yep. point. So We just fumbled along for a few years as we explored the national parks and things like that. Also had a YouTube channel, both of those things were growing, you know, within we're talking about year two or three and thought, well, maybe we can make some money from this. I really dove into the ideas like keyword research, community building, um, email marketing, uh, all the, all the typical like entry level things. Whenever you just try to launch a new blog and, uh, we were able to grow the business from five figures one year, six figures, you know, a few years later. And this year we're on track to do seven figures. And uh, it just was a snowball that almost got out of control. I still feel like one part of my business, the driving and vibing part is uh, I'm in the trenches every day publishing content. Mm-hmm but Mm -hmm. then we also launched an agency with some of our other business partners where we're, we're, we're working with industry brands to really strategize content for them and help them execute that.
0: Oh, wow. That's, and do you work with RVers? Is that, is that, yeah. uh,
1: So you are, all my business partners are full-time RVers and the companies we work for are are all within the RV or outdoor niche.
0: Oh, wow. That's so cool. That's cool. It's like, Yeah, you're able to transcend what you love and your passion into uh, like money.
1: It's been awesome. It's been a a journey for sure.
2: Wow! So driving and vibing—did vibing come from your musical background?
1: Yeah, that's it. You know, or you know, we just like to say I'm the driver, and uh, my wife's the one with the good vibes. So you know, okay, nice. I
0: love it. So is that kind of where the original blog? started and like like um, documenting your stuff and now is it more of like news and like
1: stuff about RVing? How did that kind of evolve? A hundred percent. The first four years I felt chained to only to write about what our experience was. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. were talking about the national parks. We were talking about our budgeting, you know, every, anything that was related to our life. That's what it started out as. But over the years when I learned about keyword research, I really felt this sense of freedom. It's like, oh my gosh, I know so much about traveling. I've been doing it for four years. Now I can write about what people are actually searching about. Mm -hmm. And that's when we kind of made that transition about four years in. Whoa. So before we kind of
0: dive in, I got a a question. You got a really crazy story. Do you have something that's just like... Insane that happened to you guys Mm -hmm. while you're cruising down the (laughs) I-whatever.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we don't have necessarily two crazy, crazy stories, uh, but uh, there's one comes to mind. What we do when we're camping is something called boondocking. It's a term that most people aren't familiar with, but it's basically camping for free off grid uh, out Mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere. And the Badlands in South Dakota is one of our absolute favorite boondocking spots. So you're camping in the. I'm wow. talking about hundreds of thousands of acres of nothing, just beautiful Man. views. Man. We're set up there. No one else is around us. My wife and I decided to go for a walk uh, with our dog at the time. And uh, we see these, I guess they're mountain goats, but they're huge. Wow. And it's, it's a little bit out in the distance. So, you know, so that's cool. And then we look over on the other side of us and we see these baby mountain goats. Hmm. So we're like, well, let's just be super chill and uh, walk back to our camper, which is in the middle of those two. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> as we walk towards our camper, we have the mama mountain goat uh, approaching us very quickly Uh-oh. and our dogs there. And they're like, oh, my God, this is not good. She thinks we're like trying to creep up on these babies. And uh, I don't want to be in this situation. Uh-oh. So, you know, long story short, short. we walk, we, like, walk as quickly as possible as we can through grass up to our shoulders in an area where you know rattlesnakes are known to be. So uh-huh. it wasn't necessarily like uh life threatening looking back on it but it was one of the scariest situations we were oh, in. Wow. Yeah, I'm wow. Not trying to mess with a mountain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mountain goes to around. Yeah. to back that. yourselves into. there. Wow. Yeah, so you know wildlife situations can oh, wow. can get a little hairy sometimes. That's high anxiety for yeah. Yeah. sure. <laughs> wow.
2: <clears throat> so you talk a little uh, talk about keyword research and how that has helped lead some of the things that you're talking about. Um, was there what what sparked that? What sparked you to kind of think a little bit outside the box, looking to kind of Google keywords?
1: Uh, so honestly, the thing that truly sparked it was uh, my wife got pregnant, and I thought I need to make some serious money, and I need to find out how I can do that with what we're already working with. And I signed up for one a course. And it, this was before, you know, I was really did, knew anything about blogging. I knew how to write an article, you know, that's about it. So this course taught me all about keyword research. It's super entry level stuff too. It, you know, it wasn't anything in depth, but that was really what led my journey to or open the door for the keyword research. And I, but what blew me away more than anything else was a sense of freedom. I felt knowing that I could write content about anything and better mm-hmm. still, it's actually what people want. And so when, when that door was open through taking the course, I just dove into SEM rush at the time, you know, we, we use Hrefs as well, but, uh, it just led me down so many paths of creating content and with those tools specifically.
0: Yeah. We're big SEM rush users as well. Mm-hmm. So what's the process? What was, what is, or what was the process for you in terms of trying to find new content through
1: those platforms? Like for the keywords themselves? Yeah. 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 So, totally. Yeah. My, my first method was, you know, where can I find the low-hanging fruit? Where mm-hmm. can I find, you know, between 500 and a thousand monthly searches, keyword yeah. difficulties not too high, right. and that was kind of my way in the door. Mm-hmm. It gets so much more fun as the authority is being built, mm-hmm. and you know, as you can take more bold efforts about what keywords you're going after. So yeah. now the next phase was like competitor research. So I really love seeing what my competitors are ranking for. And that really inspired me to find up uh, so many great content ideas and even trying to find a better way to talk about that, that is more click worthy. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be showing up in the top results. Right. And then beyond that, I started reaching out now to just the outdoor space and one of my top ranking keywords is Walmart fishing license. Uh, Whoa.
0: I don't know much wow.
1: about, yeah. I can tell you right now, I've only gone fishing a few times over the last like seven years, (laughs) but it's the power of keyword research and knowing how to research and write an article. Are there tools
2: that you would recommend for keyword research I mean, aside from Google keyword planner? Are there tools outside of that that you use that you recommend people?
1: SEM rush, honestly, for me is the easiest tool that I use. Now it does cost money. They have a nice, um, Introduction period where you can try it out. Where, if someone's into it, you know, I'd I'd do a little research on how to do the keyword research and then take advantage yeah. of maybe those seven free days or however much it is. But uh, that tool really has proven invaluable to me. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's cool. Is <clears throat> do you do anything paid in the paid search area? Or is this all kind of SEO generated? You're finding keywords.
1: Yeah, it's going to be all SEO generated. I I rarely do paid, and if I do paid, it's just to boost a post on social. Right. Gotcha! Nice. Wow,
0: that's really cool. Well, I think it's a good, uh, good intro into the yes. top three Google Discover content strategies. So, yeah. why don't you oh, know, yes.
1: the first one, let's talk about Google Discover for a second because I freaking love Google Discover, and I feel like so many people are either intimidated by it or don't give it any intention, or feel like there's no way to figure out how it works. Hmm. So. If For those that don't know, Google Discover is just kind of like the curated platform on mobile devices where Google shows you what they call cards, which are just articles with a featured image of something that you'd like. (laughs) And they show these results based on your search history, your location, or your browsing habits. Um, And so that's basically what it is. And I can tell you this year so far that I've had at least... Two times more impressions from Google Discover than I have had on just standard Google search. Wow! Whoa! I, yeah, I think the number this year for Google Discover for me so far is 68 million impressions. Now, what? yeah, <laughs> that, that's not clicks. That's <laughs> not even. That's not clicks. What was that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, okay. and I say that because I want people to know, I I didn't. I'm not a huge like blog. You know, I'm right. just a guy that's RVing writing content about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, Google Discover is something that's attainable if you can, uh, you know, get a few of these strategies down. Right. So, yeah, that's my Google Discover rant. I love it and I want everyone else to love it because they can get into into Google Discover. But the biggest thing first out of the gate is writing niche content. And I know that niche content is just driven to the ground, but I'm talking about as niche as it can get. Because what shows up in my Google Discover feed are the exact things I search, even niche down even more. So, a recent example is I hate to admit it, but I've been watching The Circle on Netflix, trash TV, you know. Okay. But so I type in, you know, because when I'm a geek, when I'm watching Netflix, I like to like look at the Wikipedia of the stuff totally. and see, yeah, see what's up, okay. what it's all about. Mm-hmm. I search the Circle Wiki, you know. And uh, I see later on that day when I'm just scrolling through my Discover feed, it's giving me at least three or four different uh, articles about the circle that dive what? so deep into like why it fell flat. Where is so-and-so who was on the circle? You know, did the winner deserve whatever? Mm-hmm, and, yeah. And it's like, I these are all things I'm interested in. I didn't even know I was interested in it. And no. Google is serving it up to me uh, because I'm mm. so predictable. And as we probably most are pretty predictable. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So I would say never be afraid to niche it down so hardcore, you know, and write a very specific article around a search term that people are searching, but not to that search intent, just on that topic.
0: Now I don't know if we're going to dig into this, which we might. But I, honestly, uh, Google Discover is very new to me. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I've heard of it, but I have not. Yeah. I didn't know it was this like serious. Do you have to submit the articles for? like it's normal seo and all, i mean how does that work
1: totally yeah so there's no submission process it's just going to know your site so one mm-hmm. of the things that i like to recommend is that you're publishing like 10 articles a month because we just want google to know you know you're an active site that has relevant sources right. and, the, and google discover wants to show articles that are timely you know that are within a 48 hour window is usually when it's going to show it mm-hmm. and it just needs to be on something that's people are interested in. Uh, so the niche content, yeah, is the first way that I would say to go for it, Write Super niche. And if you can write timely in an, in, in the niche, that's even better. Walmart fishing license.
2: So
1: yeah, cool. there you go. I know it was something that I wouldn't have never guessed. Yeah. And, right. This is what I'm talking about. Where in the best of both worlds, you get the discover traffic and the search traffic, right. because it's so niche that if someone just looks up fishing license in Texas, Google might recommend that as an article to read.
0: The cool part about discover is like like versus search content. Is search content you're kind of waiting for people to come to you, whereas discover. You're, you're going to them with good content and yeah. it's discovering yeah. it for you. That's really
1: cool. It's like the social arm of Google and it works like the old school days where Facebook would show ads or show articles. I mean,
0: do, do you know how is it? Um, do you know like the user, like, do you know how many users are on it? Do they have like that count out there? Like, is it very like, active? I mean, obviously sixty. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm getting 10, usually Tens of thousands, at least ten thousand visitors a day from Google Discover. So it's super active. But then again, my niche is pretty specific. You know, RV, outdoor, and camping. Yeah. But any niche can be niched down pretty good to somewhere where someone's interested on it still at scale.
2: Hmm. All right. Yeah, definitely like the social arm. I like how you said that. I I mean, they they kind of tried. Didn't Google have that social platform along Google Plus or Google Plus? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. is like a spinoff. It was like there way
0: to probably?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, and so it's just instead of showing nothing under the Google search bar on a mobile app, now it's just a scrollable feed of things you might be interested in. Got it.
2: Interesting. Okay. All right. All right cool. well,
1: so then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Number two, we have location. All okay. so if you are known for regional content. Mm-hmm. Or you even have, you know, at least a small section of your content based on regional aspects, digging in and writing about a city, a region, you know, anything to that effect. Even so, for me, it's going to be like I could write about Route 66, I could right. write about coastal Texas, you know, and yep. then this is going to show up in the feed. That's completely different from just a standard RVer, but to someone who is either in that area where Google can locate the device and be like, you're mm-hmm. in this area, you might be interested in something that's, you know, concerning okay. it. Or if you're searching it again, it's, you know, show up. So regional uh, content mm-hmm. can really amplify your potential to get found and in Discover.
0: Okay so within your articles as long as you kind of have some type of mention and in the title of the location there's nothing else you're like doing in terms of like,
2: like targeting something tar- like hit. anything are-
1: better honestly the more lifestyle related the better so like we could say these three breweries in denver are open for business and better mm-hmm. than ever you know and it's just a, a typical listicle article, but that's going to be hyper focused on Burr, something breweries. local.
0: Got it. That makes sense. And it's two niches you're hitting. You're hitting the location, and you're hitting the brewery yeah. scene.
1: Exactly. <laughs> okay. So And then the last way I would say that we can really give ourselves better odds of getting into Google Discover is by talking about industry news, about whatever niche you're writing about, there is news related to it. It doesn't matter if it's cooking, RVing or whatever, you know? And if you can approach it from an industry side too, uh, I find that there, Mm -hmm. in in a lot of niches, there are very few people talking about the industry side of it. So in the SEO niche, it's almost all industry or, you know, a large part, half, half of its industry. But in other smaller niches, you can really gain some traction that way. So what's an example for
0: um, your website?
1: Oh, man. Yeah. So for driving and vibing, it would be Winnebago releases its first all electric RV. Bam. You know, I'm hitting Winnebago. I'm hitting electric RV. It's timely news. It's social, like where people are wanting to share it. Yeah. Wow. That's
0: crazy. Yeah. My mind's turning right now. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) I'm glad to hear it. And let me tell you this, though. With all of these strategies, one of the biggest pieces of Google Discover is that We get it out timely and I'm talking about five minutes within pushing that article out there. We're sharing it. If you have a newsletter, that's (laughs) even better, you know, but we want to send the signals to Google that this article was just published and now people are interested in it. Got it. Makes Yeah. Yeah. Get people on there,
0: get eyes on there, get people crawling in moving along on it. Exactly.
1: Hopefully. And then hopefully that,
0: uh, triggers yeah. the google gods that's it Ooh, It's that's yeah. yeah,
1: my challenge every day to, to hopefully have a wonderful line of communication with those gods <laughs> out there
2: yeah <laughs> um, <clears throat> i can imagine consistency plays a pretty big role as
1: well right totally you're so right i mean we're yeah. publishing two articles a day and that's like a great one article a day is awesome but even like i said 10 articles a month there are people that I've seen have great success with that. So it definitely doesn't have to be daily, but the consistency has to be there.
2: Is there a certain time of day that you found works better? You're publishing every day, twice a day. Yeah, yeah. Have you yeah. done like, some analytics on that and seen what's working best?
1: Most definitely. And it's this is where it's slightly frustrating for me because we also have a daily newsletter. Mm. So I put out the two articles and then I send out a newsletter. I found that my newsletter gets a lot more opens if I send it out in the early evening, but Mm. Google really likes it in the morning because it's sending Mm. out that fresh content every day. So I kind of sacrifice a few email opens and, uh, but to please Google a little bit, a little bit better. And that's with my demographic, which we have to look at as a lot of people that are 50 and over, you know, that are probably reading the news in the morning. So it's, I wouldn't say it's the same across the board.
0: No, that makes sense. You kind of, you kind of sacrifice those few opens so you can hopefully mm-hmm. get a good return more impression with I'm Google sure. yeah. and more authority as you go mm-hmm. by. You know, if you impress and get that quality score up with Google. Uh, exactly that's uh, it's really important. Yeah. Wow. What
2: was the what was the tipping point for you in terms of transitioning and, and understanding like you said you're because mm-hmm. you're gonna have a baby, you wanted to start making some money. Is that the big tipping point? I know you have a couple other topics that you talk about as well, but one of them is kind of transforming personal into an industry style blog. But what was like the big tipping point? We're like, whoa! I can make we can make money from this. Mm-hmm. This industry-based instead of road and vibe.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's two tipping points, yeah. and one of them was just what you said. It was that mental change that I made, where it's like I'm here to make money now, yeah. and that was like the tipping point that showed no results out of the mm-hmm. gate, except mm-hmm. internally within me. But then after that, I would say it took like six months and six months of me chucking away at the time, writing an article a day and publishing the newsletter. Uh, But then it was probably January or December of 20, December of 2019, January of 2020, where I started seeing, oh, Google discovers the thing. I'm really trying to learn it and I'm seeing tons of traffic. Mm. And then that kind of, you know, then we all had the COVID hit, and I was a really big right. cluster. But uh, what came from that was I—I I have industry news every day. There's breaking news every day, and I can twist it to be applicable to the RV niche. And uh, that was the huge tipping point. Was people were hungry for content and hungry for news, and I was making sure it was coming.
2: Wow! What was the effect of COVID? Oh man, in terms of like, let's just talk, let's just talk impressions. Like, was it, did it just blow up or what?
1: It blew up. RVing RVing is one of the niches that has just exploded. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I am so grateful (laughs) that I didn't struggle like some, and there's a feeling of guilt that comes along with that as well, but it's like, man. It's just the right place at the right time Mm -hmm. and doubling down even at that time. And that's really when I started putting out two articles a day and just saying, I need this to be my moment where I take off. That's
0: right. Yeah. Wow. Cruising through your website right now. It's Mm -hmm. so, it's it's a a pleasing, it's pleasing to the eye, but it's just so easy to navigate. You don't make it. Oh, I love it. Thank you. You know, yeah, the the ads aren't like Mm -hmm. super like in your face or just Mm -hmm. there. They're not like, cause you know, some websites, yeah, way too much. Love Thank it. you.
1: Thank you. Yeah. And that's a big part. It's like the, that homepage. I only have the bottom ad and I want it right. to be like a magazine that whether you subscribe to the newsletter or not, you can come back to this homepage and it'll, it will be updated every single day.
0: Mm-hmm. So do you, um is this website like a source, lead source for you as well for your agency? Is that kind of part of the strategy or how does that work?
1: Man, the agency uh, just happened because you know when you have friends that just are excited about starting businesses uh, you end up making a lot more work for yourself sometimes so we started the agency because we knew there was a need for it Uh, but now we are just maxed out so we do get leads quite often not necessarily through driving and vibing but uh it's hard to we i can tell you right now we cannot keep up with the leads that are coming in so because the team at the agency produces the content for driving and vibing and our seven other clients. We have a team of like 20 writers and three editors and a few other polishers. Yeah. And we're putting out between 200 and 300 pieces of outdoor related content each month through the agency. Oh
0: gosh, that's insane. And since you're an authority in the space, everybody yeah. wants to work with you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: w- on a good day, that's the way we like to think. Of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, <laughs> yeah, don't want to do so.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, wow, this is great. Awesome. It does look awesome. so. What's next?
1: Yeah. Okay,
0: oh. Focus. Where are you guys heading? What's the What's the big yeah.
1: end of the year kind of goal? Uh, so you know, the I would say truly the end of the year goal is to solidly surpass the seven figure mark. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. That's within just the driving and vibing world. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, our internal team goals are always automation 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 so mm-hmm. we can step back the personal goals is allowing myself to let go of some pieces right so you know it's always all those three things i think work together but it's uh le- letting go automating the processes and hitting that financial goal are really the big 3 that we're working with awesome
0: yeah. so what's um set curiosity, i mean you know dig into it yeah. all it, for driving and vibing like what's the What's the revenue? Is it the ad revenue? Do you like mm-hmm. do affiliate work? How, how does that?
1: Work? I would say 80, 80% of our income through driving and vibing is going to be through website ad revenue. Okay. We do have a YouTube channel with over a hundred thousand subs and that, uh, you know, makes a, a little bit of revenue as well. Yeah. Affiliate is going to be a source of revenue. We've been fortunate to, once we built the authority and the traffic to this point to not have to work so hard on sponsorships and step away from that almost completely. Yeah. Uh, I like working with the industry, but I do think it's a better look for the company when we're not putting out sponsored posts.
2: I agree.
0: I feel like the name is so brandable. Do you guys do like yeah. clothing, like shirts and hats? Yeah, similar, and I,
2: similar. I, similar. I just standard. feel like driving
0: and vibing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I,
1: I see. I
2: absolutely.
1: I have this one hat and uh, my wife says it looks like it's a hat that, and my aunt embroidered, you know? So uh, <laughs> I don't have much confidence with the uh, merch right <laughs> now, but <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like right it designs. is brandable. It's very brandable.
1: Yeah. I could totally Stickers, see it. Stickers. You guys can do it. Oh, yeah.
2: I could see it on the back of Sprinter vans. I mean, you could, oh, <laughs> seriously. could go crazy. It's just
0: because it's like yeah. a saying, too, like driving and vibing. Yeah. Yeah. It's very marketable. Anyways.
1: No, to... I love the idea. And again, this is part oh, of the, the o- automation me. and stepping away yep. and be able to focus on these other ideas as we like, can oh. hit those points. That's awesome.
0: Well, cool. Well, if there's one thing that you're helping, hoping that our listeners kind of take away from, if there's a few lines that, that you want to kind of say that's
1: the, really the big punch of the, yeah. the conversation, what would that be? Don't forget about Google Discover. Mm. Uh, on, on kylebrady.com, I have the Google Discover roadmap. You okay. know, that would be my selfish plug. But sure. if you want the roadmap to, to Google Discover, check that out. It's a free download. But otherwise, just do research and learn about Google Discover. Discover because otherwise the ship will sail, you know, get right. the real estate before anyone else does.
0: Right. I would imagine once Google discover starts to like you, or, yeah. it'll just keep serving you because mm-hmm. it's keeping an eye on you. So it's just kind of getting in there. Mm-hmm. First mover's exactly. How That's long has it. Google Discover been around?
1: Yeah. right. right. Uh, you know, it's probably been like two and a half years maybe, but it's really um, under starting to understand itself, starting to understand where it belongs and its algorithm keeps changing and becoming so <laughs> accurate on what it delivers up. So I think, and it's also good good to say that it's more native to the Android phones right now. So the process and how it appears, you know, but it's still on Apple phones if you have the Google app.
0: Gotcha. Wow! I'll be up all night. Yes, yeah. please do. Yeah. KyleBrady.com. Yeah. Uh, cool. So we usually ask people, you know, where can they find you? Where they can, where they, where they can they find more information and follow mm-hmm. you? So what would that?
1: Be? Yeah, KyleBrady.com to look at like the strategy stuff, and if you want to see what I'm doing in the trenches, DriveInVibing.com.
0: Sweet. Well, thanks, Beautiful. Kyle. That was a great conversation. It was yeah. super so helpful for us. I absolutely. I, I did not realize how much I was sleeping on Google Discover. Mm-hmm. It was <laughs> well, so. Yeah
1: impactful Mm -hmm. i love to hear that Uh, honestly Mm -hmm. do the research and check it out because it is so it will be an amazing asset once you get it rolling
0: all right sweet well thanks kyle we'll definitely have you on and hopefully you know as you're on the road if you're in Mm -hmm. central oregon
1: make sure to hit us up we'll definitely hang out sounds great thank you guys so much it's been awesome.